Um, once I let you know what my boundary is, yeah. this has become really imperative for me, is to realize that I'm watching how you move around my boundaries mm-hmm. to let me know whether or not you deserve to still be in my life. Yeah. He's done miracles on me. Why control? Why not freely have the experience and let us experience this together and or decide whether we can experience this together and have a tough conversation about it? Because Mm -hmm. most people don't want to take accountability that they're not showing up the way they deserve to show up and or to have what they want out of a relationship. Like, there's a requirement of me to be in alignment with somebody that I'm giving forth the effort. Yeah. Like, we work hard enough just to fail mm-hmm. at so many different things in life. Come on. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, well, I got to give an ultimatum. So either you in or you out, mm-hmm. knowing that I didn't show up to be worthy of you to stay in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn. Like, and so now, things that I've, as I've been talking to more and more people in relationships, I realize. I got to have a meeting with my board of directors in my next relationship. Like, <laughs> yeah. listen, mama, we, we talking <laughs> once a week, board yeah. of directors. once a month, like yeah. quarterly yeah. and annually yeah. to reevaluate where we're at. So now the conversation around ultimatums don't even aren't even necessary because right. we're putting things on the table exactly. consistently exactly. coming to have our check ins. Like, <laughs> it's QAQC. Right, where you at? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, right it's a exactly. really big deal. And I was like, damn, where else is that applicable? though? It's not just in intimate relationships. But before we before we deflect off that though, because you guys kind of touched on it already, what is the difference then between setting a boundary and an ultimatum? Setting a boundary, I feel, is that you basically you've already let them know where everything stands. You know what I'm saying? I feel ultimatums is a lot of times when those happen is that somebody either comes into the situation or somehow they make that turn and it was never even spoken to the person. It's like, okay, this was going to be a lot of times is what it is. Not all the time, but a lot of times the ultimatums are something that comes in. And that's why, uh, Courtney, I can't remember what he used, but he uh, used a different word, but I saw boundaries Mm -hmm. as far as that aspect of what he was explaining before. So I I really believe is that um, for me, when you're going into a relationship, like once again, it's like, yo, uh, let's say, let's. I'll just use myself. So, like me, I'm a very, like, go get it, execute type person. Like, I get stuff done. And it's like, yo, so when I'm doing it and I'm in my grind mode, I have to sometimes be like, okay, let me make sure that everybody's good and stuff like that. So, But I always explain that to anybody that I come in a relationship, like, yo, this is what I got to take care of. This is what I do. I like to give you, like, I like to give everybody a heads up. So that's my boundaries of letting you know this is what it is. Now, if I get too busy and you need something, because that's what the kids, I tell them. So I set the boundary of letting them know, look, I work a lot. I do all that, but I'm always open to you. I get first one. So like I told my nephew, Jeremiah, I spoke to him about like an hour and a half because I had a little free time. And he came in. I said, open door policy. He understood, like, when I was out and I was working and I was doing some things, he, le- he left me alone. But when I was sitting for a second, 
though I was kind of relaxing, he came in, he's like, yo, can we talk? And I was like, open door policy. So he understood the parameters of what's okay and what's not because it was already explained to him when he came in. Now, if he if it comes in and he'd be like, uh, man, you talk to me now or unless I'm leaving. <laughs> Where you going? Yeah. Less, less expenses. <laughs> Young man. Less, less expenses. Let me have I had your backpack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. You need an Uber? <laughs> I'm blessed. I love you. You can sleep in the tent out back for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get on your it's too hot. It's too hot. So, yeah, I definitely believe it's that. And then as a polarist, like you said, in the fork in the road. But when you love somebody, you'll never give them ultimatums. You'll just let them know. Now, here's the thing that I will say about ultimatums for uh, my relationship. If you do something detrimentally on purpose to the relationship, then I'm like, okay, let's reevaluate. Let's have a talk. If you do it again, now I'm like, okay, now I got to understand. Which one are you doing? You want to be here or not? But even then, it comes to a point where it's not an ultimatum. It's still not an ultimatum at that point. Okay, because you're having the conversation and you're letting them know what the, you're letting them know, let the, my fault, you're letting them know what the trespass is. Yeah. Once they know what the trespass is, we're in agreement, this is what the trespass was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That ain't going to happen no more. Are we in agreement on that? Yes. There we go. So that's it's the not ultimate between the boundary and the ultimate. It's the yeah. boundary and the, the boundary ultimatum. actually. The, the boundary is what we both decide. This room is a boundary. Nobody will agree. We both mm-hmm. decided on that. Yeah. You... In the room with me, deciding nobody's gonna leave. You ain't said this out loud. Mm-hmm. You just said it in yourself. <laughs> nobody's leaving. Nobody's leaving. You get up and walk out because you're about to get a go get a drink. Gotta use the bathroom, whatever. What you leaving for? <laughs> hold, hold on for a second. We haven't even had this conversation. If you leave out that door, you can't come back in. Ultimatum. That's boundary. That we both decided that this that is the boundary, and we're not leaving. That's it. Conversation. And I think that ties into like the communication issues because a, a lot of women, not saying every, every woman, but a lot of women have conversations in their head. This is right. And then. And don't let us participate in that. Don't, yeah. Yes. We don't allow participation. Oh, no. We get invited in. It'd be like two thirds of the way through with no contact. <laughs> and you'd be like, I've learned. With all due respect. So what I, are you talking about? I have learned. <laughs> I personally have learned. Sometimes I've backtracked and been like, Oh, I didn't give context for that. Just ABC XYZ, yes. my fault. Yes. Yes. She, she does it. annoyed by it. Because yeah, I literally will just ask. It's become universal. Can you give me context? Give me context. Exactly. It is, it's preserved my peace in so many different ways. Because again, like King said, they are rolling in this conversation. <laughs> and then an hour in, they go, oh, by the way, and you're like... So now I'm like, can you give me context? See, not so, realizing that they did not give you the backstory because right. in their mind you were in you the were conversation. There. <laughs> yeah. You were in all the way you were talking to. Or it's like, no, because remember I told you like two weeks ago two weeks about ago, this yeah. thing. It's that like, happened yeah, you did, but you didn't tell me right now that what you're referring to is that thing that you yeah, talked about right. two weeks ago. So it's, a, it's such a big deal. That's a very mature like, oh, communicative tool yeah. that I think anybody context. should have at their disposal. Like, can you just give me context? Yeah, no, that's I like that. She's like, I told you. I'm like. Oh, can you give me context? And she's like, "Oh, when we were talking about this, uh, oh, now I'm included." These are, <laughs> these are real situations. But I think the extreme um, importance of boundaries, and I can only relate it, so it's perfect that you got it on the floor in like sports context, like yeah. a basketball court. Yeah. If you're playing in the game of basketball and you go out of bounds, yeah, you're not eliminated from the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's not an elimination from the game, and that's the space that I operate with with boundaries because now my boundaries are set. But I'm also going to communicate with you like, hey, you stepped on the line. 
Like you're out of bounds. Everybody yeah. in the game knows what out of Every, bounds is. Exactly. Right. And so I'm just going to remind you. As to which we're playing with. I'm going to um, remind you of the boundary. Exactly. But, stay within it. An ultimatum is no longer than necessary because I also get to express to you, which I don't believe enough people do well enough, the severity of these boundaries. Yes. Absolutely. Because I have different boundaries that have Correct. different degrees of Correct. severity. Absolutely. And it's like, these are my five non-negotiables. Yep. These you don't want to touch. And if you happen to touch them, based on your value in my life, I'm willing to give you a little leeway. Yeah. But if it becomes something that you just don't respect, yeah. you have you to. Have to but go. you excluded yourself. I didn't right. exclude you. Absolutely this is correct. Because you do. a line stepper. Get you a line stepper. But if you touch on one of these, and then, um, something that's helped me a lot is being clear with my boundaries now and then also letting people know where I'm at with working with on them. See, I, like I, had to, I had to yeah. learn that I had a certain, like, I had attachment issues. Yeah. And so now when I'm engaged with somebody, I'll be like, hey, just so you know, that kind of triggers my attachment issue. It's something I'm working on, but I just yeah. want you to know. Right. right. So if you see me react a particular way to when you pr- behave that way or say these things, mm-hmm. it's not personal. Mm-hmm. It's something I'm working on, but I would like for you to be mindful of it so we can work through that moment right. of my emotion together. Right. Yes. Even something simple as, like, tone. Yeah, absolutely. Like if I'm tired, hungry, or annoyed, yeah. and I'm short with you, I'll be like, hey, I might be hungry right now, but I'm just letting you know. Yeah. But if you keep coming at me and you get bit, like, that's, you brought that on yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I, I, told I told you, you I'm short. Sure. Sure. Give me a burger. I'm in, right? I'm in a sharp space with no resolution in, 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 <laughs> yeah. in line for me right now. This is where I'm going to be. Can I operate in self-control? Yes. I'm going to give you the best that I've got. It still might not be good enough for you. Therefore... Mm-hmm. Help me navigate this space. But I got to be yes. as open with Absolutely. my communication of why I'm in that space and that I'm in that space. That's huge. I love that. So what it sounds like is the big difference between a boundary and an ultimatum is respect, ultimately. Wholeheartedly. Yeah, I, I don't respect believe that you... I don't believe yeah. that people who render ultimatums respect the partner that they're giving it to. I believe, that, I believe that everything we've discussed that should predicate... Something as strong as an ultimatum, that's where respect is shown. And if that has been jumped over and we go straight to ultimatum, then you don't respect me enough for all the things that should have led up to something as strong as taking me on TV or giving me an ultimatum even privately, like to, to, to threaten something that I value. To control my behavior is a is a, a, a great sign of disrespect. That is the word I was trying to figure out when we started this conversation earlier around ultimatums. Is to feel threatened, mm-hmm. like oh, oh you're like you'll leave. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh you'll leave. <laughs> what are you still doing here? Good job. Good job. But <laughs> the month lease yeah. is over. <laughs> Don't worry, this is yeah. the thirtieth. Like, you know that, that really hit though around the, the conversation yeah, around boundaries. Um, once I let you know what my boundary is, yeah. this has become really imperative for me. Is to realize that I'm watching how you move around my boundaries. Mm-hmm. To let me know whether or not you deserve to still be in my life. Because when you establish boundaries or you're communicating with somebody and they're unwilling to work. Because you don't have to be perfect. And so the other side of it is I'm enrolling you in my process. So I go, hey, this this triggers my attachment issue. I'm working on it. Now, if you keep doing it, I'm trying to figure out, is this intentional? Or do I have to further enroll you in this? So I go, hey, if you communicate about this when it happens... 
that helps me work on it better, mm-hmm. yeah. right? But now I'm watching how you move around my boundary because if you continue to be a habitual line stepper, there's no respect here. No, Because even though I'm working on it, you're not going to expedite the process by violating it consistently. Exactly. I, I think it's really important that we start to have those conversations with people. And I think that's universal. Like, I know the majority of what we talk about tends to be relationship-based between man and woman. But I think even in our interpersonal relationship, if that was the case with any of us, I feel like that's a required conversation, and that should be respected. And if it's not, then we have to have either A, a conversation, or definitely B, at least an internal evaluation of, do I want to continue walking this way with this person? As a friendship, even on a friendship. Absolutely, absolutely. And I've had that conversation with multiple people sitting here of, like, boundaries and whatever. And it's not, there's no love lost, it's just. Now, I want I want to mention this for the ladies. I know it's the love of men, but I want to mention this for the ladies. It's something I've witnessed. Um. From the watered-down, freeloading, lizard face dudes that women may be with. So, uh, let's leave my dad. I don't think that's what he wanted to say. It's only offensive if it applies. It's only offensive if it applies. But what I've realized is that, let's just use, for example... I just didn't know where you were going. <laughs> I was waiting. I got you. more layers. No, no it's, when it's, you got the lizard face, I, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, God. You got the whole shake, too. Like. I got, I got <laughs> something else, too. Uh, because, it, <laughs> because I got another analogy. There's if you're watching oh, yeah. anything, let's just say basketball. You're watching basketball. Yeah. You watch this person keep running out of bounds every single play. He's running yeah. out of bounds. He's running out of bounds. What usually happens to that person? He get put out the game. Okay, so when you come in the first part of training camp, you never make the team, right? Mm-hmm. So my point is for women, and oftentimes those out-of-bounds boundary lines, they keep stepping over our red flags that they just disregard. Yeah. So you get to give the ultimatum from jump. Like, don't wait till later and be like, okay, try to do this. Because um, what I've witnessed in times and in conversations is that women tend to try to fix that person. Once again, and once again, that's a form of control. If you're trying to fix that person, because they'll never amount to, if you're not willing to accept that person the way they are, if they're not working before you, they chilling, they not right. helping, they not pulling weight, they don't come in your house or try to do something to kind of contribute to the embitterment of you, Hello. Yeah. Uh, you should never want to even bring this person on your court Hello. in your life to give boundaries into. And sometimes I've watched it and I'm and I'm sitting there and I'm like, man. You, you start learning with God, you learn when to not put your hand in the hungry lion's cage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you're going to get bit and, mm-hmm. and it's not your time. And I think so many times people want to come in there and say something. Sometimes they have to experience it for themselves because yes. they want to have that in their lives. And, and sometimes I have watched uh, some women just accept so much in life and they deserve so much more. And the thing is, they've settled or they think it. And it doesn't even have to be that they're they're lazy. It could be somebody in a high statue mm-hmm. and just didn't treat them right yeah. because they just wanted to be a part of that. And that's why it's at the end of the day, you have to start really, really getting with God and praying and asking what's right for you. Because what you think is right for you may not line up with your list. It may not line up in your life. And you got to ask because one thing I can say is that um, if you're growing and developing like Marcus was talking about earlier, you're not going to accept that no more. 
You know what Correct. I'm saying? Because, uh, yeah, yeah, and then you don't have to even give ultimatums or boundaries. I really believe if you have the right person, it would just flow like water naturally for you. They're going to naturally have your best concern. Like, you're coming in from work, ladies, and you're tired, and they may pick up, the, you know what I'm saying, watch today. I was off today. I'll take care of the dishes for you because I know you're going to cook, and I want to eat. So, <laughs> I'm hungry, so I'm, we ain't nobody going to snap today. You know what I'm saying? So it's really when you start realizing just the way life is now, it's not like in the 50s. Like, a lot of times when inflation the way it is, a lot of people have to work and contribute. Right. So then at that point, it's like, what am I good at? I'll do that. They don't even have to be cleaning. It, it could be something else. I'll just go take the cars and wash them or fill them up right. just so you don't have to. And, you you know, you cook and you wash. And then, all right, I'll vacuum the floor or move some pillows. You know what I'm saying? Or I'll make sure I take care of the kids because they coming home there a lot. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just so you can get some downtime. It's like whatever it takes. Yep, it's just partnership. partnership. You yes. know what I'm saying? You should never want to have anybody in your life where you feel misused or mistreated. And those red flags are there from the beginning. And so all those dudes, those names that I've came up with, is with the conversations I've had with ladies before. Absolutely. Let me say yeah, something real laser, quick. Laser. Just to reiterate something. I said this before, and this is for anybody that wants to use this. Because I tell you, it has amazing results. <laughs> Literally go in <laughs> prayer and let him know. If this person is not for me, violently rip them from me. Make it amazingly apparent that this is not the person that's supposed to be here. And he will not play games with you. Stuff will literally just start rolling, happening, all that stuff. And if you are paying attention and you're just just like, well, I'm just going to overlook this and I'm going to overlook that and I'm going to overlook this and I'm going to overlook Don't do all that. Literally just pay attention to what starts happening. That stuff starts happening. Literally, you know what? This This is probably not the one. Just let it go. Don't worry about it. Something better is going to come along. But if you keep holding on to something or someone, that can't, another one can't come in, especially if it's, we're talking men, especially if that man that's supposed to be there, that you really be asking for, that you really want. Because if you're already with the other one, they will literally look at you and keep on walking. Because that person isn't looking for somebody who's already with someone else. Right. It doesn't happen. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. yeah, two points to that, and I think it's really important, and it's extremely valuable from when you're looking out, because I've now learned, I bite my tongue unless you bring it to me and you actually want to have a transparent conversation, because I then ask the question, do you want my real answer, Yeah. right, because I am adamantly annoyed and sick and tired of seeing women adopt a new child. Right, like, you, How do you bro, feel about that? Yo, it's, t- 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 it's probably one of the hardest things to do as a male friend son. of a woman or a family member to watch her adopt a stepson. Right, like If you take on a project and he is not operating in his masculinity and providing... And project, yes, right? oh my God, you guys are enablers and to the nth degree. And the Women have become such powerful enablers, it's disgusting. Because then you go... All men, and we're like, you picked up that little boy. <laughs> Who told you to adopt him? <laughs> if he's sitting on the couch playing video games and not going to work driving your car and not paying a bill, I mean, you don't have to pay all the bills, homie. You and your what? You and your girl figure out what your situation is. But if you aren't able to provide, if you aren't able to protect, if you aren't able to profess, then you aren't operating in your masculine role. How can she be feminine? 
And now you're wondering why she's mm-hmm. trying to be on top of you and all this because she's just adopted a new project. And, not in that this, way. This is and you can't be in your greatness, so how can she be in her divine femininity to enhance what you bring to the table because your ass don't bring nothing to the table. Right. And then the men who care about you say something, and ladies, this is some BS. I caught it. <laughs> you cannot continue to backstab the men that care about you that are willing to let you know that you're messing up by going back to those little boys. Because now you have the conversations with those little boys and them ninjas want to get out of pocket and look at us crazy because we were looking out for your best interest knowing that he's just taking advantage of the situation and the environment as to which you've created. Mm. It is unacceptable. My name is Courtney Powell and I approve this message. I need more. It's super important that we start to be able to have very transparent conversations. And to to Shannon's point, um, it's extremely necessary to take it in prayer. But also, the Bible says, faith without works is to dead. Get to move. So yeah. when he puts it on your heart, your feminine intuition is way powerful. It's extremely proficient. But you talk yourself out of it. When God's like, yo, you see how he's moving? This isn't for you. You'd be like, but I can I can make it work. I can help him here. Let me get him up on his feet. Let me apply for this loan. Let me, I'll take care of him. I'll pay the bills until he gets, if his ass isn't applying for jobs, I'm not. I hate the word potential because of so many women being caught in this gap where they're like, but he has so much potential. Potential only exists if the person is doing something. Mm-hmm. Like you see a little child, you ever been to like a playground and you see kids playing and then you see that one kid that's fast as hell and he's spinning and jumping and black. He has potential in action because he's doing something. The kid sitting on his ass playing in the dirt, that's not potential. He's just getting dirty. <laughs> And so he we confuse it because we're like, they're like, when, when, no, no, time out. Because when he's talking to you, he's gassing you up, telling you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. So his ability to have a mouthpiece doesn't doesn't mean that he has the abilities to execute and be what you need him to be. Mm-hmm. They're two drastically different things. Absolutely. I don't know if on the podcast, like at the end of the show or at the end of the month, after several episodes, you're going to like give an award for like comment of the month, but I'm telling you. That was it. it. That was it. That was if you could put a star above his head when he starts that monologue, mm-hmm. yeah, do that. Like, I don't care like what you're looking at. Yeah, like, I don't care what y'all watching during the show. Mm-hmm. Make sure you watch Marcus during this part. I watched you. <laughs> like, I literally <laughs> watched you. Just when you start popping off the last dragon you're, you're not unlively in any, so, in any sense of the word, but I watched you like your heart was on the, on your sleeve just now. Like there was a passion in your voice as you delivered that that sounded so authentic. And of course, I'm not saying that everything you else that you say isn't authentic. I'm, what I'm saying is your own experience was being verbalized and it was yeah, obvious absolutely. to the rest of us that you were speaking yes. from a place of sincerity, a place of I've experienced this and for the sake of every other woman not to experience what the people close to me had to experience, absolutely. hear me. If you don't hear nothing else I say, right. hear, hear, this. hear this. Yeah, absolutely, man. So I, mean, I appreciate you sharing that, man. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we as Facts. people who, men who really care and oversee the women in our lives, get tired of the women keep getting misused. Of course. And, of course, we understand they sign up for it, and that's why we're speaking to them as opposed to their decision-making, because we see it, and they just disregard it. And so at some point, you be like, man, like, you know what I'm saying, I can't want it for you, but, you know what I'm saying, somebody listen, and if we could reach one person. Make sure you subscribe and come back next week for the continuation of this conversation. If they, if me, this is one of the conversations Mark and I were having, if you're not into intuitive enough, 
self-analytical enough. And I don't mean like beating yourself up by self-analyzing. I just mean like taking the time to do inventory on you to see where you stand with something. Self-accountability, absolutely. If you're not in tune enough with yourself to recognize where you are in time and space with how you feel, your triggers, your emotions, what you come from, where you're headed, you certainly aren't in position to take that person that you know so little about into a partnership or a conglomerate with somebody else. Respect that other person enough to say, there's still so much I'm learning about me. And even though I'm extremely attracted to you, I don't feel like I would value you appropriately mm-hmm. at this stage in my life. 